Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is lesson three of the Animal Reiki for Reiki Practitioners class. And I'd like to start this class like we do every class with a meditation. So make sure your back is nice and straight, your feet are firmly on the ground. We'll just do a couple cleansing breaths, breathing in through your nose and pulling that breath down into your hara. Feel that connection and on the out breath, really push it out your body, letting go of all the stress and strain and tension you're holding for the day. Breathing in through your nose and out. As you breathe in and out and let go of any tension you're holding, I'd like you to set your intention that you're open to receive whatever it is that you need most at this moment in time. I'd like you to set your intention that you're open to receive whatever animals want to come to you and connect with you in this moment in time. And whenever you're ready, I'd like you to just Slowly breathe into your hara, make that connection, and expand the breath outside of your body. So we're just going to do a couple Joshin Kokyoho breaths, breathing in, making that connection with the earth, with that stability, groundedness. You're breathing out, make sure you're pushing that breath out your body. Filling the space around you with that beautiful healing energy. Now, since we can't do this station toitsu because most of us have to hold our phone, I just want you to put one hand on your heart and just imagine that breath coming down through your fingertips down your arm, down your body, and into your hara. On the out breath, feel that breath going up through your body, down your arm, and out your hands. Just do a couple of those breaths. It's a really wonderful meditation for feeling grounded yet very open. Now I'd like you to imagine there is a beautiful light building inside your heart. Your hand is over your heart. You feel that heat, the warm, beautiful, loving heat from inside of you. As you breathe in and out, you feel that heat around your heart growing larger and larger. Every breath in and out, this heat turns into your beautiful original light 
Remember, this light can be whatever color you imagine it to be because it is your own inner light. I'd like you to put your hand down in your lap, either face up or face down. And as you breathe in and out, see the light at your heart growing stronger. Stronger and stronger with every breath. As you let go of anger and let go of worry, you become more humble, more honest, more true to your way and your being. You're compassionate not only to others but to yourself. And I'd like you to see the beautiful light from your heart coming out, extending from you as a bridge, a wonderful bridge of light. This beautiful healing bridge is filled with all of your compassion, your love, your joy, your happiness. It is also filled with the balance of being true to yourself, of being honest. It is a bridge filled with love. See that bridge coming from your heart and going out in front of you. And I'd like you to take a moment and just invite an animal or animals to join you on your bridge. It could be animals that are in your presence, your presence now, or animals from your past, or maybe an animal you met. Whoever wants to come, just have them join you at your bridge of light. And maybe the animals just sit at the bottom of the bridge, and that's okay. There is no right and wrong in this space. It's you extending this beautiful rainbow of love. I'd like you to slowly come back, but keep that expansiveness of this healing bridge with you. That beautiful, calm energy, that space of peace and balance. This is a beautiful meditation just to do for yourself, just to concentrate on your loving heart, your healing heart, creating that bridge, not only for others, but for yourself. And before we go into the homework for tonight, I want to talk a little bit about the handouts, because in this last handout in Lesson 3, there's actually a lot of really helpful information although on the surface it may not look as so. So I wanted to point some things out. So, of course, we have the Healing Bridge Meditation, and I'm looking forward to hearing your experiences with that. We also have a section on self-treatment. So one of the um, aspects of Reiki is hands-on healing. And for the Western way, hands-on healing is external. It's for others. And um, But for us and the Japanese, the traditional Japanese way, it was really for self-healing. So it's important that we take that time to heal ourselves because as Sui would say, if you're not healed, you can't help others. And it's so true. And we can't help animals if we come to them in this place of imbalance or if we're not doing the precepts and we come to them with anger or even sorrow. Sorrow is when you have sorrow or you feel pity for someone or something or some animal, you're not really giving them a blessing. You're seeing them as whatever their problem is. 
instead of seeing them as their beautiful light. So it's really important for us to use these hands-on positions for ourselves and really help clear our energetic channels. And just laying in bed when you say the precepts, the last thing at night before you go to bed, you can put your hands on your body and use the precept, the precepts as a meditation. You can put your hands on your body, put your hands on your neck. Putting your hand on the back of your neck is a really nice healing one. Putting your hand over your forehead. I like to fall asleep this way because it's just so relaxing and it helps clear me and helps me sleep better. So I wanted to point that out. And then also, um, there's a little section about treating people that I'm not going to go into because I think that's pretty much says it all. But I do want to talk about the chair treatment. So I think I said this in the email, but I'm going to reiterate it again. This chair treatment is really wonderful for people. You don't need to do a full body treatment. Asui felt that if you healed the head, the body would follow. So when we go to offer a treatment, we don't need to take a Reiki massage table or anything else with us. We can actually sit in a chair. And for those of you who are volunteering at shelters, this is a wonderful way for you to get back to the shelter staff and volunteers. So when I used to volunteer at a shelter down in Silicon Valley, we would have uh, Reiki days. And at first, nobody really knew what Reiki was. And we didn't have, they weren't that popular, you know, the very first one. It was, it was actually more popular than I thought it would be, but we just had chairs set up in a room. We got a darkened room, you know, it was n- nice and low light, and we were playing some really nice music, just some meditative music. And we would give people 10-minute treatments. And what happened was not only did it help them feel supported, but it also helped them to realize what the animals experience. Because... 99% of those people don't know what Reiki is the way we do it. And so we want for them to experience it and to see that you don't even have to have hands-on. So the great thing about the chair treatment, you can either put your hands lightly. And when I do people with the chair treatment, I usually do touch them because people are so tactile. We really need that touch to feel something, whereas animals are the opposite. Animals don't need to feel touch to feel that connection with us, especially wild animals or like birds or like if you're sitting in a park and and squirrels and other animals come up to you, you're not going to be touching them. But for people, they like that touch. So it's really nice if you can just lightly touch their forehead, touch the sides of their head, and especially when you get to their shoulders, you know, lay your hands on their shoulders. But it helped the staff and volunteers not only feel like they were getting something, but it helped them understand what the animals were feeling, and they would go, Oh, I get it now. I get it. They get to feel this nice sense of relaxation. And so the chair treatments are great to give back to the shelter because you can also do a little fundraiser if you want. You can offer it as a giveaway for people. You can say we can, you know, offer the volunteers one um, full day of chair treatments and you're just there and you have this room and they can drop in. Um, But it's something that's really nice. And, again, it gives them an idea of what you're offering, which helps support what you're doing in your shelter. So I love that chair treatment. We've done that chair treatment um, in a lot of different situations Kathleen, when she spoke at the um, American Holistic Vet Conference in, where was it? It was Kentucky, at the convention, at the Covington Convention Center. She, um, she and I went and we brought along four other Reiki practitioners to work the booth. And so I was talking at the booth. Kathleen was doing her speeches, and then we had this booth with four practitioners. And at the very, you know, first couple hours, people are like, "Oh, what do you do?" And "Oh, Reiki," and they're just kind of putting their noses up to it. 
But as people started to come and realize what we were offering with these chair treatments, they started to really love it. And by the end of the conference, there was a line down the hallway for our, for our booth. We were the most popular booth because people see value in it. Like when they experience it, there's value in it. They, it's, it's funny because like one of the vets, he was this good old boy from Texas, and he's like, I don't think I'm going to feel anything, but i got a headache, so let's see what happens. And he came away from that, and he's like, oh, my God, I feel so good. He's like, that was so great. So it's, it's really can change people's perception of what Reiki is, how we offer it, and and what the animals are experiencing. What is it that we're truly offering these animals? Because we can't really say what it is. It's like, oh, it's this good feeling. But, well, when they feel it, they know. So I just wanted to point that out because this is something you could do if, you, um, if there was like a, a little pet expo or you have a little local thing at your, you know, in your town where they're having a pet fair. You want to offer uh, Reiki treatments. I have some uh, graphics that I can send you. You can make these. I just did some laminated posters that said Reiki treatments, 10 minutes, and you can either charge and give it back to whatever organization you're fundraising for, or you can use it for a fundraiser for whatever activities you're doing. But we do have um, things you can order and help support that. So I wanted to point that out to you. Now I'm going to go into, I want to make sure, yes, I got everything. Um, oh, and you know, I think that in one of these, uh, Deanna pointed it out, that there is a 21-day um, cleanse. And it's from Franz's book, The Art of Japanese Reiki. And what I'll do is, I'm going to make a note right now. I will attach that handout um, to the next lesson um, for the 21-day cleanse. And you all can just read it. It's, there's different phases. If you're Reiki 1 or Reiki 2 or Reiki 3, there's different phases that you do. So I'll send that to you all because I think it is mentioned in our materials, and I just want to make sure you have it. I keep forgetting to take that out, but it's actually kind of a good thing to have, so I'll send it to you all. So I'm going to read Emma's homework for, and that's the only homework I have to read, so then I'll open it up. But she had some really great um, things to share in her, in her homework, so I wanted to share that with all of you. She said, this, was a, this week was an interesting lesson. I'm having a hard time sitting to meditate right now, so most of what I do is walking meditation as I do chores, caring for the animals. And I'm determined to keep up with the class because it is so important to me. So I did the healing bridge as a walking meditation. Here are two experiences that stood out. The first is with a little dog that ran away from his home and is now hiding in the woods near a friend of mine. She told me about the little dog earlier this week. There was a massive search for him, but they thought he might have died in the cold and snow. She's had like two feet of snow in the last few days. I decided I would offer him the healing bridge, so during the week I would do the practice with him in mind. I had a strong sense of him coming onto the bridge and connecting. I also had a strong sense that he was still alive. Today I heard from my friend they are seeing a lot of his tracks in the snow near her house. Hopefully he will find the courage to go up to someone. I'm going to continue the healing bridge with him. The second experience with the, was with the animals here at home. And, you know, the circumstances of my life are very uncertain right now. As I do my chores, I've been doing a walking healing bread meditation, inviting all the animals to join me. I finally realized that they were extending the bridge of healing to me as well. It was a two-way bridge, so to speak. I had thought that I was the one who needed to offer the healing in this circumstance, but saw that they were offering me healing as well. It helped to get me out of my own mind and thoughts 
but I also realize that they are calmer when I recognize and accept their healing and love. It must be just as difficult for them to see me stressed and they not able to help as when I see them stressed and I feel unable to help. And I thought that that was such a beautiful lesson and just an important reminder to us that we are sharing that space and we are creating it within ourselves, but we're using that space to connect. And that space is more a space of comfort and understanding and acceptance and love more than it is, is I'm going to start healing you or I'm doing this because you need to be healed. It's more us opening up our hearts and being in that place with no ego and humility and having compassion. And so we just want to make sure that we are open to what they have to offer, that we are open to the lessons that they want to share with us. And just like Jolinda experienced that last week with the cats, we really want to be open to that and open our hearts to it. And I wanted to point out another thing because she brings up something that we really don't talk about that much, which is animal communication or getting feelings. And as we go into this next lesson, which is all about you know the animals and what we do and what we say, I want to remind you that when you're in this beautiful open space, you will get feelings or maybe you'll get words or maybe you'll get um, images. And it's always important that we take those and just accept them and say thank you and let it go. We don't want to get attached to it. Now, one of the problems I have with animal communicators is that a lot of it is based on ego. And I, there, I know a couple of really good animal communicators, but they're also Reiki practitioners. and they don't have that ego. They don't say, oh, yeah, I'll talk to them and know that for certain they're going to talk to them because you can't guarantee an animal, just like a person, is going to talk to you just because you want to talk. And so I just want to remind you all that when you do get these messages, do trust them because it is something we can trust, but also don't get too attached to it. Don't think that every time you sit with an animal, they're going to send you a message or don't expect them to because then we go in with this attachment to what might happen. And when we get attached to what might happen, we lose some of the joy of what's going to happen. Like, And Franz has a really good analogy of this. If I'm holding a pencil with a closed fist and I'm gripping onto it, nothing else can come in. But if I have my hand open, then I can receive more. So it's really important to remember that when we attach ourselves, we block out other possibilities. Who knows, you may be blocking out an even more incredible experience. And so we always say, be open and go into that with no attachment. Also, I wanted to point out too, Franz did an interesting article a couple weeks ago about distance healing, and he said, oh, you know, distance healing, you know, don't, if you do these external things like extend a bridge or do, you know, and I thought it was funny because he was talking about the bridge and we're doing the healing bridge. And so I thought I I would bring this up. When we do the healing bridge and it's that, that thought of, you know, we're extending something and it's, it's distant. The bridge is a little bit different than that. The bridge is more just an extension of your heart that's going out. And what that is trying to bring out within you is the realization that, you, your energy is infinite. Your energy can cross all boundaries. So the beautiful thing about the healing bridge is it reminds us that even animals that have passed 
can come to us and we can feel them so strongly it's like they're sitting right next to us. So I want to to reiterate that, that, that even though it's an extension and even though you're extending out and it's like a distant thing, it's really not. It's just an extension of your heart going out and it's, it's to help you realize that you are that bridge, that your whole energy is that bridge, that your bridge is as wide and encompassing as it, you want it to be. And again, when we do the Joshin Kokyo Ho and we're sitting there and we're creating that beautiful healing space around us, you want to push that space farther and farther and farther out, knowing that your energy, just like I experienced with the tigers, is going to reach whatever your intention is, whoever, the situation, the animal, it will reach it, and you have to trust that. And the Healing Bridge really helps us trust that because people have some really profound experiences with the Healing Bridge, and it's a great just reminder that, yeah, it's, you're just doing this silly thing of extending a bridge, but the, the actual results are, it can be incredible. So I'm going to open it up to all of you, and I'll let, um, is Patricia, I don't know if Patricia's on the phone, so I'll, maybe I'll call her a second. Um, I'll let Deanna go first. So let me unmute you. Okay. Okay, hey, Deanna. Um, yes, I did it with um, two different situations, and I did two chair uh, treatments with volunteers at the shelter. So oh, just, nice. Yeah, I'm going to share, they were, and they were all, you know, really interesting experiences, but so I'll share that one of the healing bridge um, experiences. Mm-hmm. So I did the, how do you pronounce it, Seishin Toitsu? Oh, Seishin Toitsu. Seishin Toitsu. I'm probably not even pronouncing it right, but yeah, I know. <laughs> We're not Japanese, and one time I had a Japanese right. student, it was great, because she could pronounce it all, but I've forgotten, so yeah, it's Seishin Toitsu. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I've tried that one in the past, and I had a little bit of difficulty with that one, I guess, trying to breathe and the visualization kind of were mm-hmm. seemed opposite to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I tried again to get into that pattern. But this time I felt the flow was really calming and centering. Good. So it was easy this time. Um, then I offered the healing bridge to any of my animals who are in spirit. And I thought maybe my cat, Chloe, who transitioned two years ago, would come because, you know, she was my baby. We were really close, um, and she was the most recent. But instead, mm-hmm. Frankie, a poodle we had when I was around 13, came bounding, the way I wrote it, came bounding halfway onto the bridge and stopped. He and I were really bonded, but he was abused by my stepfather. And I've been haunted over the years by one incident where he was severely beaten in front of my eyes. Um, I tried to console Frankie, but my stepfather threatened to beat me, so I felt really powerless to help him. And when I came home from school one day, he was gone. So he had, like, you know, the few days before he was gone, just, it was, I won't even describe it, but it was a horrific existence, let's just say that. And then he was just gone. So I have no idea to this day, like, what happened to him. So whenever I thought about him, you know, I was full of emotions and ask him to please forgive us for the abuse he experienced. But tonight, I felt really much better seeing how energetic and happy he looked, which is, I think, what he was trying to show me. Mm -hmm. So he stayed halfway on the bridge, and I had the feeling he was asking me to come toward him on the bridge. So I did. 
And then I noticed there were other animals at the bottom of the bridge, and I assumed they were my other animals in spirit. Mm-hmm. So um, this experience was very healing, I would say, a profound experience. And I believe my other animal angels were there to support my healing as well. Mm-hmm. I do feel forgiven and at peace knowing that Frankie is okay. Yeah, and that's and that's something that's really, really powerful for us, too, because as humans, like, especially when we're younger, we don't mm-hmm. understand so much and we do so many things wrong. But the beautiful thing about animals is that they forgive us and mm-hmm. to have that connection and to see that he's happy mm-hmm. and free, that is just so healing for you and for mm-hmm. him because now you can stop worrying about him and send him love and joy and know that he's happy. And and that's really powerful. Yeah, I can picture him on the bridge instead of how I pictured him before he, you know, was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's was really nice. powerful. Mm-hmm. And so how did your chair treatments go? Well, um, they were two different volunteers, and one of them um, is the cat coordinator. And one night, you know, she was when I came in, she was in the process of showing um, some adopt, you know, prospective adoptees around, and she just seemed like she was dragging. You know what I mean? Really, really tired. And they left without adopting a cat. And she kind of sat at her desk, and she was just seemed like, you know, practically her head was on the desk. She was so tired. Oh. And I said, you know, would you like some Reiki? And this was the first time that I shared with any of the volunteers because, you know, they've all seen me with the cats and dogs. So she said yes. Um, and then it was, you know, it was I did a chair treatment, and it was about 10 to 15 minutes. But I swear there was a total change. Like she had energy. She got up. She started moving around. She was very functional. She was talking to the other volunteers. You know, oh my gosh! Change in a short amount of time. Wow, so. that is so wonderful. And see, that is really powerful. What we can offer to people in just a few minutes, and mm-hmm. it means so much to them. And that is amazing. That's wonderful. And and I always like I never have an outcome, so it's like I, I just want to offer the Reiki. So you know, whatever right. she needs. And then the other one was um, someone who. You know, her arm, she did something to her arm, and it was a while ago, and it was still bothering her. And I said, you know, have you gone to the doctor about it? And I said, I can, you know, offer Reiki, too, if we're ever here at the same time again, because we're always busy if we are there together. So there was one night, you know, I mean, this this one night um, last week where we were, we were there together, and there was, like, a little bit of time, and I said, would you like me to share Reiki with you? And, again, I just, I did the head, you know, the head uh, positions. And I might have my hands on her shoulders, but not by where she was sore, not, you know, on her shoulder, but yeah. by her neck. But I was just really just trying to connect with her, and I said, you know, for whatever this is for whatever you need. And when we were done, she said, oh, my God, my arm feels so much better. And I was not even, like, thinking about it. I was not focusing on her arm. And I didn't mm-hmm. expect that she was even going to say that. It's like, no, I was just going to try to help her with her stress, you know what I mean, and Right. I was surprised when she said that. But, again, that's a great lesson because especially when we do the head treatment, really mm-hmm. our thoughts kind of go to that place. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking about maybe their ailment, like they have a hurt foot or, or her case, a right. hurt shoulder. So right. that's another reason why the chair treatment is really good for us, too, because we're not drawn to try to fix stuff. We're just going to focus on their head and just right. focus on letting them feel that relaxation and letting go of tension. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So you had two really positive experiences. 
Yeah, and I always just try to focus on the connection, just my right. connection. You know, that's kind of what, where I put my focus. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Deanna. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank so, you. Um, Patricia sent her homework in right now. She's on the call, so I'm just going to read that. Um, so she said she's feeling much better this week, and thanks to everyone in the group for the Healing Circle Intentions last week. So for her homework, um, for the Healing Bridge Meditation, she did first the Joshin Kokyoho, then the Three Diamonds, next the Healing Bridge. This is so powerful. I extended the bridge from my heart to out in front of me. It was all sparkling and light, and like you said, made of love, peace, and joy. Just about instantly, I saw my last big dog who passed away in 2013. He was jumping around, happy, coming from the other side onto the bridge. At the same time, I felt a lot more peace and safety than I have in a while. I've been upset with the daily political rumble and having anxiety that's been hard to get past, even with Tai Chi, positive intentions, meditation. This kind of broke my connection with my dearly beloved dog who had passed. But I wanted to share something related to this whole thing with energy and peace. Your com- you commented previously tonight that our moods and the, about our moods and our, the effects. Since this helped me in case anyone else is having problems with the anxieties in society right now, that the time we spend being in a, peace, in a place of peace and calm heal us. The more we heal ourselves, the more we send healing out to the world. A friend helped me with this last week, and I wanted to share with the class members. Thank you so much for sharing that, Patricia, because it is so true. And that is why the precepts, I cannot emphasize emphasize this enough. The precepts are what will keep you in balance. Saying those precepts when you find yourself getting upset. Saying those precepts first thing in the morning, last thing at night. Letting go of the anger. Letting go of the worry, that's so important because we can't change anything. But what we can change is our attitude and how we connect and how we act individually to others. And when we can show love and compassion, that is going to spread out further and further and further. And so I'm really glad you brought that up because it in these times, and it's getting worse, it seems like every day there's more and more. But it also seems like every day there's more of an awakening. So you you just stay in that space of knowing that whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but you can send love and light to it, and you can affect other people by what you do. And when we think about, like, Kathleen, who was all by herself, you know, 15, however many years ago, 20 years ago, sitting in a shelter by herself, nobody's doing what she's doing, and now – You know, it's 2017, and she has thousands and thousands of people out there doing animal Reiki the way she teaches. And that's really powerful. And, we, you know, when you remember something, you're just one person, but actually you're one light, and your light lights other lights. And you have a huge effect on your environment and the people you meet. So thank you for bringing that up, Patricia. I really appreciate that. And then... Another thing that was that I thought was funny was how when you started to think about things, it broke your connection with your dog. And that's also really important. Horses are the best animals to practice with because they will not let you, and, and like the tigers are like this too, they will not let you think about other things. Like dogs and cats, they'll kind of entertain us. But horses, when you're sitting there connecting to them and then your mind starts to go off, they look at you and go, oh, Okay, this is done. I'm done with you. And they walk away. So you have to, like, get yourself back in that space. Okay, okay, get back in that space. And then they come back. They connect with you. But as soon as your mind starts to wander, they're such great teachers because they teach us, be in that space. Because for them, when they're in a herd, they are very sensitive to what 
each one of them is doing, where they are, and what's going on around them. And energetically, they feel everything. So if they're only as strong as the the weakest horse in their little herd, and if that horse is being bad or not paying attention or whatever, they're in danger. So, So they're used to that. It's like they're so connected, and they're great, great teachers for that. So thanks for bringing that up, too, because that is a great reminder. And we're going to be talking about the animals next week. And so really that's something, just keep yourself in that, that meditation. Go do the three diamonds, do the precepts, but bring yourself back when you find yourself getting, um, what is it, like losing your connection or, or getting distracted by your thoughts. So um, I'm going to open it now to uh, Howie and Wendy. And thank you, Patricia, for that. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, I had a, a really nice experience uh, with the bridge building. Um, I've got a friend that lives in England. She's British, and uh, she's an absolute animal lover. Her, she's got a dog named Daphne that tore a tendon last year, and this dog is her constant companion. They go on long walks and so on. And she was really devastated because they, they were at first they, they thought they may have to put uh, put her down because she was in so much pain and they weren't sure how the surgery went and so on. So it's it's been about a year or so now, um, but she's still having difficulty walking because uh, her name is uh, well the dog's name is Daphne and she emails me and lets me know how she's doing and how the dog's doing and I see mm-hmm. pictures of them running along along the ocean and so on. Uh, but she says she still has a bit of a gait. Uh, because of it. And so I used uh, the bridge uh, for Daphne. Um, I've never seen um, uh, my friend or her dog in person. Um, this is an email type of friendship. And so I used the bridge and I extended it from, from my heart, like you're saying. And on my bridge, mine is like kind of like cloud that comes out and then it turns into like more of a, a bridge, like a rounded, oh, I don't know how you say it, you know, the kind of bridge like you'd see over a stream or something, kind of rounded on the yeah, top. Yeah, And then goes down, okay. And then the other end uh, is, is starts out with like clouds too. Well, Daphne, I, I was calling out to her, and Daphne responded. She came to her side of the bridge and stopped and wanted to know who I was, and I told her, and how I knew about her leg, and I told her that, <laughs> her master. Um, and then and then I started telling her about uh, my dogs that I have three dogs myself that I love very much and so on and so forth. And it was it was really a neat experience. It was really really neat. The dog was very inquisitive who I was and basically what I was doing with her. Uh huh. Um, and I explained pretty much just you know I was there. I wanted to see how she was doing, make connection, and and I knew about her her leg and stuff. And I, I you know wished her well and I would like to to help her with that. And she was very appreciative and. And that's pretty much the 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 long and the short of it. It was a very interesting uh, conversation, and emo- there was some pretty good emotion going on there too, because um, she could feel how I felt about my own three dogs, being you know uh, a pet owner myself, and uh, I know her master, um, and how she feels about her, uh, and so she connected very very quickly, very readily on that level. Okay, I get that from my own girl, you know. Uh, so I know kind of where you're coming from with your dogs. And then, again, it was just, you know, well, what do you want with me type thing. It was it was very, very interesting. It was really, it was an excellent experience, actually. Oh, wow. That is really amazing, isn't it? But And then, again, you know, it's that connection and that intention is so powerful. 
And then you're open, yeah. and you're you're very yeah, open, and you're grounded. And yeah, and again, you know, not. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's just it's amazing because it could be all the way in England. It could be just right in front of you. There really is no distance. It's just no. our intention and our openness and our willingness to be open to that experience. That is really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, you know, and not all of us are going to have these amazing experiences like Howie because he's an empath empath, and he's been doing this many, 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 many years. But we will all experience these types of things um, if we're open and when we're grounded, we can hear them and hear them clearly and not have all this other chatter going on and, and saying, oh, did I really hear that or or whatever have you. So it's it's really nice. You're in that really pure spot. So, wow, that's really crazy. Excellent. I loved it. it yeah, yeah, I love hearing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Does Wendy want to talk? Hi, um, Wendy. Yeah, hi. How are you? Um, I'm good, thank you. Um, okay, I did my healing bridge and... Um, it was it was really neat. I uh I had like a rounded bridge, kinda like what Howie's talking about. Um and at first I kinda pictured it was wooden, but then I remembered you saying kind of have it go out from your heart and be like love going out. So then I did that and it kinda just changed into this sort of like ray of light kind of bridge and um the animal that I mean just like it was it was like it was almost before the bridge I was picturing the bridge I already knew um what animal was going to show up sort of intuitively Uh and it was my uh Yorkie Molly who was my first dog um as an adult and um, I had her and I got her when I was 29 and um, had her for 10 years. And during that period of time, I went through a lot of hard times. My uh, my mom got really sick and um, was in and out of the hospital over the course of a couple of years. And I was here. She was in Colorado. So I was going back and forth taking mm-hmm. care of her. And my grandmother also lived out there, and she was sick as well. Oh, and gosh. really all they had as far as family was me. And mm-hmm. so, and I'm like 30 years old. And so it was super, super stressful, um, I mean, emotionally. Yeah. And, um, and just kind of having to take over their lives and pay the bills and to just basically take over and help them do everything because they couldn't and so it was a lot and um but I had Molly and she was like she was like my best friend and whenever I would get upset you know there'd be times where I just break down bawling sitting on my bed and she would walk up to me and start licking my tears and oh um, gosh and she was just she always knew when I was upset and I also would take her with me a lot of times when I would go to Colorado. I had a dog carrier, and I'd take her with me. And um, and I also uh, a few times snuck her into the hospital so that oh. my mom could see her. <laughs> and um, and so anyway, I 
she came on the bridge and um I it was so good to see her and she she started like we kind of started having a conversation and she she seemed happy and peaceful and like she wanted to tell me that she was okay um and I had this feeling of happiness but I also I'm like talking about it now it's bringing up emotion um and but I also have this feeling of um sadness too you know just like she was such a good dog and we went through a lot together yeah but um it was doing that meditation was really really cool and she didn't come up super close she kind of walked up and sort of halfway and then she just kind of stood there and and you know we exchanged this communication um but it did make me feel good because I did feel like she was happy and she was peaceful. So yeah, it was, that's healing. It was it was it was neat. Yeah, and um, it helps it helps you too because you know you that was obviously a, a stressful period during your life and she was such an important part of your life and it must have been very devastating for you when she passed. Um, so it helps you too to like to you know it's okay to cry and. And and making that connection with those animals that have passed, it's it's good for us, even though it does bring up a lot of emotion too. Um, but it's healing for us so that we can let go of any pain that we feel and just start connecting with them in that more joyous space. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I don't know. I I I don't know that I would have realized that I had sadness still there but you know it brings back memories of I mean happy memories even when my mom was sick we had some amazing talks and just spending time together even though she was going through an awful illness um and so there was like positive positive things I remember and then you know just the sadness part of it too Mm -hmm. so anyway but it was it was a cool meditation I I would like to um you know, do it again. And the other thing I was going to say is, I feel, I um, I I feel like I have really good intuition, and I I really learned to trust my inner guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel pretty comfortable with that. I have not done a ton of meditation, and so I feel like I'm a newbie, and mm-hmm. I I still feel like. I I get in my head um yeah. and I and I'm trying like I sort of I sort of go in and out to where I'll be kind of in the zone if you will but then I'll come back to am I doing it right? Oh um, yeah, I mean especially when we're first starting out, I mean it's it, well we weren't raised this way, so it's very hard for us to sit and, and plus and especially in this busy world where we're constantly texting and you know we have our phone and we have our computers and we have tv and it's like blah, blah, blah. we it's hard for us to just disengage and then when we do disengage sometimes it's like oh, i'm just sitting here and i should be doing blah, blah 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 you know so it's really hard that's why these all of these aspects of the traditional japanese reiki they're are a foundation for a meditative practice. So a foundation, so it's going to take you a while to get used to it, but the more you practice, 
the easier it's going to be for you not only to go into meditation but to stay in meditation. And pretty soon a half an hour is going to pass and you're going to go, oh, my God, it seemed like five minutes. Because it's hard for us. I mean, this is and this is why Usui created this system was because he created it for people who were lay people who didn't know how to meditate. He was a Tendai priest. I mean, he was a martial arts expert. Um, he studied Shigundo and he was raised with Shintoism. So he, this was all just, you know, ingrained in him. But he knew that other people couldn't get there. So that's why we have all these different tools. So what you're experiencing is is fine, and that's why we just keep going back to the precepts. You can just say those as a mantra. Mm-hmm. And as we get into the symbols and mantras, that's what the symbols do for us too. If we start to get out of meditation, we can draw the symbol on our leg. We can draw it you know, in the air. We can say it to ourselves. And then we have this other method, which is the chanting, which I'm going to be sharing with you. So you can always mm-hmm. like chant to yourself. And that's a really healing, beautiful way to stay in that meditative space. And for me, I think that the, the chants were what like kept me in my meditation enough for then I could get used to it and stay there. Because when you're first mm-hmm. learning, like Reiki 1, it was so hard, and I just couldn't do it. it it's just like five minutes seemed like five hours. But then mm-hmm. when you learn the symbols and the mantras, it, it just becomes easier, and they're tools. And that's what Isui was giving us, is just different ways to get to the same place. So even the hands-on yeah. healing for yourself, you know, just put your hand on yourself and calm yourself down and go, okay, go back to your breathing. But that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's completely natural. And I'm glad you bring, bring that up because all of us feel that way. But, you know, sometimes we're embarrassed, especially when you're in Franz's class. Oh, my God, the first time I went to Franz's class, I was just like, everyone's going around there, and, oh, I had this experience and this experience. And I'm just like, um, yeah, I'm just. I felt I felt really relaxed, you know. It's just, but we're all on our own path, and we're all going to feel our own thing. And so we should never feel bad or embarrassed about our experiences because they're our own experiences. And I'm not going to be like Franz. I'm not even like Kathleen. I mean, Kathleen and I are like yin and yang. Kathleen's all love and love, and she talks all soft, and I'm all okay. This is the way it's going to be, and you know. So for her and I, we do really well. But I'm like a totally different teacher than her, and I I get things differently. That's why I feel like sometimes I attract different people than she does because we all go to the person that, you know, is going to open that. Yeah. But, but anyway, so, yeah, it's, you know, you, you don't beat yourself up about it. You just go back to the tools that Usui gave us. And that's, and that's why I love this system so much. That's why I love teaching this class because there are just so many different ways for us to get into that space. And then the animals. When you're sitting with your animals, you could be meditating by yourself or you could be meditating with me. I mean, we could be meditating with the Dalai Lama. He can only take us so far. You go sit with an animal and you actually feel what that energy is to be calm. And I know that Howie probably is very in tune to this, but it's just like that whole just, it's a totally different level than where we are. And then they can help bring you down to that level of relaxation. And that's why meditating with our animals, even sitting in the park and meditating, is so healing because you're really getting their energy that is already just calm and quiet and they're not thinking about tomorrow or yesterday. They're just yeah. very much in the present. <laughs> well, and, and to your point, I I also did, um, I did another uh um, meditation with Lulu again, like the one that our assignment last week, where mm-hmm. um, and um, 
it was just me and her, how he wasn't there. And um, it was in our big walk-in closet. And um, and it was funny because she, it was the same kind of thing. Once I kind of calmed down and I was, you know, centered and it was real peaceful and stuff and, and I was pushing the energy out, she just started standing there again, kind of looking <laughs> at me, just really calm. And then um, I kind of started putting my hands, uh, like, not on her, but, like, a few inches above and um, went over her body. And she just stood there. And then then a couple minutes later, she um, she started nuzzling the top of her head on my hands, like, Aww. rub my head, rub my head. And, and so I started rubbing her head. And then if I would stop doing it, she would rub, she'd, like, be like, no, 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 don't stop. And so I just sat there and I rubbed her head and um, we just stayed like that for, I don't know, it was like, it was a while. And um, anyway, that was really cool. So all the different, all the different um, methods in here, it's, I like that there's more than one thing to try and one thing to do. Exactly. And that's why he created it that way, because not everybody learns the same way. So mm-hmm. there's different ways to get to the same place. It's just like we talked about before, you could use yoga, you could use Tai Chi, you could use other things. It's all different avenues to get to the same exact place. And that's, yeah, what, like. that's why I like this system. So thank you yeah, so much, I like Wendy. It. I appreciate that. So I'm going to yeah. open it up to um, Jolinda, do you want to share? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, when I, I did the healing bridge, and, you know, I – I wondered, I had a, was going to have a question, but as I've been listening, I think I got my question answered. <laughs> Why would you call the healing bridge and you're connecting with the animal on the other side and they're healed, you know? Right. There and then, but I, when I did it, I realized why it was called that, or at least for me anyway. Um, when I wanted to connect, I just assumed it was going to be the last pet I had, um, sweetie. A Cavalier King Charles, uh, she was red and white. But you know what? All the animals I've ever had contact with throughout my life since I can go back to be a little girl came and they were sitting there in a group, the dogs and the cats. And um, they uh, one by one would come up. Uh, to the front of the because they were in a group and one by one they would come. in fact there was a German shepherd there and I said I've never had a German shepherd and then I remembered when I was a little girl there was a neighbor that had a German shepherd that used to come in our yard a lot oh, how <laughs> so funny. he was there his name was Frank and so one by one they came up and it sound it it was as if they were trying to get some message across to me and I didn't get it at that time. And so I just was led that on the inhale that I received healing from them, and on the exhale I sent the love to them. And later it came to me what, uh, after, this was a day or two afterward, and my late husband was in the back, and he never really came forward um, till the end, but all the animals and what they were telling me was, I came to you, like, for instance, I came to you to teach you about love. I came oh. to you when you were going through that hard time to bring you. Oh. And they all, what they all were telling me was why they came. 
Oh, my and gosh, how beautiful. So it, it was really, and but that came to me later because I knew they were trying to get a message to me, but I didn't know what it was at the time. Well, and sometimes we get caught up in that feeling when we're in our meditation. It's like, oh, they, they want me to hear something. And so when we're calmer later on and we can let go, it will come to us. Yeah, well, that that's exactly what happened. And they each wanted to tell me why they came oh, to be wow. in my life. And that was what it was. It was a very beautiful experience. Oh, my gosh, that is a really mm. beautiful experience. And that's what the Healing Bridge is like, why people have just really profound experiences. And it's funny because it's not necessarily for animals that have passed, but those are the animals that come on that Healing Bridge Um and so it's a it's a really beautiful meditation. And, and so that was my question. I didn't say why did why do we do a healing bridge meditation when the animal that's crossed over they're healed? And I realized right. it was for me. <laughs> right, because the healing. I mean, we have to remember it's healing. It's healing for all, right? It's healing mm-hmm. for the situation, healing for you, healing for them to come and say, "Oh, she's okay now, and she she's actually connecting to me now." And that's good, and we can say, but you know, it's so funny you bring up a good point because, I mean, almost 100% of the time I'm going to say that students who have this experience, it's never, I did the healing vision and I healed them. It's always these types of stories, <laughs> like what you experienced. Mm-hmm. I was healed, or they forget, you know, they said, don't worry about me, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It's more for us to, to let go, and it, it is, you're exactly right. It's for healing for us and our hearts and Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, Suzanne, do you want to talk? We haven't heard from Suzanne yet. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. (laughs) Great. I'm Um, so glad you could join us. Yeah. I worked with the distance healing um, on a stray cat that showed up at my son and Mm daughter-in-law. It was just the poor thing, it was on its last legs, and it was just frantic. And, and my son said, I'm not really sure why he came to our house, but he was just a bag of bones, and he had Aww. this pus coming out his nose. And I mean, he was just really on his last legs. And so um, actually last week I did um, an in-person healing on him, and then uh-huh. they'd take him to the vet, and, you know, he got antibiotics and, you know, kind of got all fixed up. But I actually did the distance healing on him today because I just felt like a connection, like he was asking for, you know, some Reiki. Um, So I did the bridge, and, of course, he walked right up, you know, and came real close, and I think he was just feeling kind of lost. Um, You know, he definitely was someone's pet at one time. you know, Aaron had put out notes and things on Facebook and different places in the community to see if someone had lost a cat. And then when they took it to the vet, she checked to see if it was, um, uh, what do you call that, you know, where they put it in your ear, the um, chipped. Oh, and it wow. hadn't been. So, you know, they didn't know where it came from. They don't know any history, but it's their cat now. But... I just thought it was really interesting because when I did the bridge, um, you know, and Comey came right over, but also a light golden palomino horse showed up right next to the cat. And, it, it, you know, and, and Comey knew him. 
So, you know, he had to have been in his life maybe earlier. I don't know. But um, the horse stayed with him the whole time during the session. And it was like I had never seen the horse before. Um, So I, I just felt like it came for that cat to comfort the cat. And then after I had finished with the Reiki session, I got this flash of the horse still being there with the cat, with, you know, either, you know, the cat will pull through and gain weight and regain itself, you know, for the rest of its life. But that that horse was there for that cat for as long as he's here. Mm. And it felt like the horse had passed some time ago and that they had just found each other again. I don't know. But it's really kind of touching. Yeah. No, it is really touching. And, and I mean, it's just like we can't really say uh, the things that we open ourselves up to. It's just pretty amazing. And I think that we have to remember when we experience these things, the only thing that limits us is our own limitations that we put on right. ourselves. And so thank right. you for sharing that. That's mm-hmm. really beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm going to open it up to Laura. Hey, Laura. Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, So I had uh, like three interconnected experiences. Um, The first was I I took the day off on Friday from work, and a friend of mine invited me to go to the zoo. It's the national zoo. I live right outside of D.C. Um, Now, I'm not a zoo person. I'm not a circus person. Um, My parents used to get very angry with me because when they would take us to the zoo or the circus, I would cry the entire time. Oh my um, god! Yeah, I you know while everyone else is is laughing and having fun, I'm trying to figure out why are they having fun when all I could feel was so distress pain. and yeah. pain. Um, so I thought, well, all right, I'll go. This is a chance for me to practice my horror breathing at the zoo. Um, um, so I went, and there was nothing unusual about you know I did I did that there was um, you know the animals kept doing what they were doing um, so I you know I I think I just maybe helped the energy level in in the zoo but there was nothing unusual until we were starting to leave um, and for some reason at the national zoo they have the cheetah area on one side and then they have the maned wolf area on the other side and in the middle they have what looks like a kind of a chain link fence so you can see through it and in that area is a zebra now you know a zebra is a prey animal right um and so you know and when we were walking by i heard the zebra crying out um, clearly distressed, and the wolves were out. Um, and this zebra was running back and forth and crying out. And, you know, I, I have to admit my first response was to get angry, you know, like, what the hell are they thinking putting a prey animal um, in this in this space? Um, and I, you know, so I came home and I was debating and I'm going to write them a letter and, you know, I calmed down and I did stand there and, and try to put out some 
good energy um, and get past my anger at, you know, this is crazy. Um, so, you know, came home. It was also my birthday on Saturday, so I've been having, you know, a lot of fun and not focusing on doing um, my healing bridge meditation. So today, um, I also took today off, my little birthday present to myself, and I thought I can't, I, I you know, I have to get a little grounded. I'm, I don't know what's going on. So I went out to see my horses, which is always perfect. Um, it found out that TJ, the horse that I had mentioned earlier, now none of these horses are mine. I'm very lucky to have a friend who owns 10 horses, and I just get to go out and play um, without any of the expense of, of having horses. Oh, nice. That is yeah. nice. Right. Except that TJ, my little buddy, um, she she gave him away to some other people that, um, and it's a wonderful situation. Oh, um, good for him. Yeah, yeah. So I'll miss him, but I think he's in he's in better hands. But there's another horse there, Annie, um, and I've spent quite a bit of time with her. So you know, I went up and we were doing our kissy thing, and um, you know, on either side of the fence, and I was just telling her about you know this. And, and all of you and what's going on. And oh, how nice. about the, yeah. the zebra, and, you know, you know how you just tell them everything. And all of a sudden, she just, she kind of looked at me and then she put her big head on top of my head and I just wrapped my arms around her neck and we stayed like that. And I think she was telling me, shut up and well, get yeah, to let go, to let go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You came here to get grounded. Just and we stood like that for a long time. Um, wow. So I came home and I thought, all right, now I'm ready to do the healing bridge. And who should show up but that zebra? So the zebra came about halfway up the bridge, um, and then started to roll. And if you know, if you've been around horses, and I think dogs do this too. Usually with horses, it's right after you've groomed them. They go out if they're feeling relaxed, and they'll start to roll around in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what this zebra started to do on the bridge. (laughs) And it was like the zebra was rolling around in the energy. Uh Um, And I I got the feeling that the zebra recognized the energy from when I had been there. Because there was no hesitation, came right up halfway up the bridge and just seemed to enjoy, you know, the, the sharing. Um, so that felt, that was good. Yeah, that's so, really nice. Yeah. Well, and we have to remember that when, when we're making this offering to them, we're acknowledging them. We're like saying, I hear you, I see you, and not as an animal in the zoo, I see you. And that's yeah. so powerful, and that's also calming. It's like, I hear you. And, and you know, it's not like the zebra expects you to fix the situation, but just having that power of that herd feeling, too. You're part of that zebra's little herd now. Oh, that she heard me, and she acknowledges mm. me. And, you know, that's really, really powerful, and we can't, really minimize that, that the power of us acknowledging animals and 
saying you're important and I hear you and I see you. And I yeah. not only see you as an animal, I see you as, you know, a being that's special. Yeah. 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 I love it's really that. huge. It's it's really huge. Um and it, it just is a great thing to do when we go to the zoo. It's we can't help their situations but we can see the animals. When we did World Animal Reiki Day last year at the zoo, the Oregon Zoo, it was amazing because we were there kind of early and I just really felt like the animals, you know, because I did a meditation before we went, and then when every all the animals I connected to, it was like they would look at me. They, You know, mm-hmm. I saw them, they saw me. There was a connection, and that's really important for us when we go to these places that we not see their cages, just like I'm going to go to care, you know, in a couple of weeks, and those animals, you don't even realize there's cages because the way they connect to you and they yeah. they heal the whole class. So it's just really amazing. But it's something we have to remember and always, you know, honor them with that. I hear you. I see you. And it's just like the horse. You were open. You heard him. And you could share that moment. And that's another thing that this brings to us. When we can quiet ourselves and listen to what the animals are telling us, and showing us we can experience something like what you did with the horse, which is so amazing mm-hmm. and beautiful that you may not have experienced if you would have kept talking or just, like, ignored what he was trying to do. Right, right. Yeah, I really let her wisdom come in. Yeah, just shh. <laughs> Because they have so much wisdom to share with oh, us. And that's you. really important for us to... That's why this meditative practice is so important, not only for us to be able to go into shelter with stressed out animals, but so that we're open to all the different lessons that they have to teach us about being calm, being open, um, you know. And and the zebra, too, is like a, a perfect example of kind of what's happening right now, like Patricia brought up, these, these stressful times. We can't mm. change it, but we can acknowledge each other and we can say, I hear you. And I yeah. empathize, and together, you know, let's let's be together in this place of love and compassion, and we can be strong. And that's really, I mean, it's even like if you look at, and uh, you know, I don't, I read the news, but like the the Trump, you know, like the the shopping thing. You know, now Trump, mm-hmm. Trump's the, all the stuff's getting taken off the shelves, and which is good because the president shouldn't have merchandise out on shelves. But so right. so it's like, you know, there, change can happen. It, it can really happen with just a single thought and just being pure to, with that thought and and sharing it in a positive way. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really important. And that was a really wonderful story. And, again, it goes back to the animals really are our teachers, you know, the stories that you've shared, the stories that everybody shared in the class, the animals are the ones that are teaching us this is the way to be, let go, and it's okay, and you don't have to fix everything. And, you know, they don't carry grudges and they don't carry pain when they go to their next phase. And it's such a huge lesson for us because we're so caught up in our own stuff while we're here. And really none of it matters. What matters is who you are inside. Yes. Yeah, that certainly was the lesson, yeah. Yeah, well, that was really amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, and thank you all so much, because as you can say, again, you know, as I said before, again, it's the animals that are the teachers, and they're teaching us such amazing lessons, and they remind us that be in that space of the precepts, because that's where they live, and that's how they get through life. And so if we can model them, they are our living, breathing Buddhas, and if we can model them, we can be better people. 
So thank you all so much. Next week, um, just read your handouts. It's all about offering Reiki to animals. And if you have any questions, be sure to email me. And I will um, attach the 21-day cleanse to your next uh, lesson handout. So thank you all so much. It was a wonderful call. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.